Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message on Christmas Eve in 1967, December 24th, 1967. The topic was that he lived among us, and the scripture was from Luke, the second chapter, the 11th verse, and it says, For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, Christmas Eve was always a pretty special time in my family. I think that most of you realize that preachers have a time in the year that is a little busier than other times. And the Christmas season is one of those two times, Easter being the other. But in the Christmas season, there is a very defined date where the pressure comes off the preacher. And that time is on Christmas Eve. And when the, when the Christmas Eve candlelight service, when that last service is done, then the preacher normally can just walk out the door and take a deep breath and recognize that for the next couple of days, he's going to be able to just unwind and relax as much as he can any other time during the year because everyone is busy with their families and they're busy doing things and they're they're not uh, they're they're not I don't know the right word for this but they're not interrupting and bothering the preacher on Christmas day so he goes home and he sleeps now well obviously as a family member you're going to exchange gifts you're going to show the christmas spirit to each other and we had a great time and just FYI you know not that it matters to anyone out there but we opened up presents on Christmas Eve after the, the Christmas Eve candlelight service. So it was usually 12, 1 o'clock in the morning by the time we finished opening up presents. And, of course, you know, when I was a kid, you'd wake up early to go down and see if Santa left anything on the stocking. So today we're talking about a Christmas message. And this was given, again, on Christmas Eve, 1967. And it said that, through the birth of Christ, that God answered man's longing to know God and gave, gave man a chance through an earthly mechanism to be able to see and touch and feel and, and understand just how God thinks about man. Now, there's an old illustration that a little, a little boy was looking at a picture of his father, and his father was absent. He was gone somewhere. And, and he says, you know, I wish, I wish father could just step out of the picture and be with me. Now, in his own way. That's the deepest hope that Christians have who live, lived before Christ. Now, great souls believed in God before Christ. Socrates and Plato, well, they did. They were the finest of the Greeks. And you had Hebrew prophets who did, you know, Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and, and all the other prophets out there. I mean, they believed in God. They believed that God could be seen in nature and that he made the world. And indeed, the most daring of them, well, even said that the great creator of the universe could be called Father. And in Psalms, it says, The voice of the Lord is powerful, and the voice of the Lord is full of majesty, and the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars, he breaks the cedars of Lebanon. So there's basically always been a desire to see the Lord and to know him other than just through looking at nature. I mean, nature's wonderful. I mean, it's beautiful. The stars are, are magnificent to look at in the evening. 
flowers are beautiful, but you know, flowers are beautiful in your home or in the yard. They're beautiful at a wedding or a funeral. They don't really care where they're at. They're just beautiful. They don't love you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter whether they're in your yard or your home or a wedding or a funeral. They're just flowers. Now, they're soothing, but they're not personal. And the mountains that we have, well, they're majestic and they're wonderful to look at, wonderful to study, to see see what had the different times have been and how long those mountains have existed. But the bottom line is they're just mountains. So if only God the Father could step out of the picture into the lives of mankind. And I think that God recognized that that needed to be done. And so he did. He stepped out of the picture into the lives of mankind. And in John, the first chapter in the 14th verse, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, this is Christmas. This is the reason for all that we're doing this time of year. The manifestation of the Lord through Jesus Christ, his Son. God the Father stepping out of the picture into our lives. He stepped with a glorious truth. And that Christianity is not just a religion of events and plain historical occurrences. No, no, not just that. Our faith is based on, it belongs to the very marrow of the gospel to assert that God comes to a certain time on earth and he lived and he died among us. And then he rose from the dead. And that's the faith of Christians. Now, God sent his son to reveal himself to mankind. But he didn't send a full-grown man. He sent his son to arrive on earth in the way that we all did. You know, Joseph took to himself a young wife, and he was going to Bethlehem to be enrolled for taxation. That's where the child was born in the very, very humblest of circumstances. He was worshipped immediately by shepherds and wise men, and he revealed himself to the humblest of the shepherds. And in those times, well, just about any time, really, a shepherd is a humble man a person who lives for the most part with himself and his flock and uses the skies as the roof of his house most of the time. And most of the, usually his companions are his sheep. And he knows what it is to look up into the heavens wondering, well, how about that? How about, how about that? How did they get there? Well, he didn't expect to be noticed in any special way, but he was. Most part, shepherds and most humble people expect to live and die by simply caring for their flock. Now, that's true for most of us. In, in all honesty, we're, most of us are pretty humble people. We don't expect to have a whole lot of, of notoriety you know, as we go through our lives. We expect to live and die caring about the ones we love and having, having a, an eventful to ourselves lives, but a meaningful life, but but not one that is, wow, you just witnessed the birth of Christ. But the angels came to the shepherds and they said, I bring you good news of great joy. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. God didn't just reveal himself to the humble. He also revealed himself to the, to the, to the rich and the influential, the wise men, the three wise men, they came. They, they were really significant people in their time. They had the ability to just walk in on Harold and, and talk to them about what they were about to do and what they were going to see and what the stars say is going to happen and to be able to present the knowledge. And that 
influence and that knowledge, that studying of the stars. And to say that a star will come forth out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Well, these men were men of knowledge, influence, and wealth. And they were able to bring costly presents, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. So just as the shepherds came to the revelation of the Father and the Son, so did the wise men. Now, God the Father again stepped out of the picture into our lives. And you know, God the Father will step out of the picture into your life if you let him. Christmas can be for us what we make it. It can simply be a time of giving and sharing the love we have, or it can be a time of selling and buying. Now, Christ must come to the awareness in each of us and everyone in our lives that Christmas can make Christ more than just a legend. We must remember that God the Father gave us Christ, gave us Christ in the same way that we all arrived in in the world. And the babies grow, and Christ the child grew, and he grew into a mature man. Now, at Christmas time, we tend to think about the baby, and we grow sentimental. It's only natural. You can't look at a baby without being sentimental and think about, you know, how cute and cuddly the baby is. And sometimes you think about the agony that the mother went through to give birth to him. You know, but, you know, he grew up in the church, and the church has never been the same. He became Christ. He became a mature man with stern demands. And he asked, he asked each of us and every one of us to arrange our lives so that we can take up a cross and follow him. And when you think about the Christmas message, think about that from time to time. The baby arrived in a stable. He lived his life for those 33 years. He grew into a mature, strong man one that we still talk about today and follow today. And let that be a Christmas story that we remember. That's so important. Remember the Christmas story and try to live it all year. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. As we look at what's going on in our country, keep praying for our leaders. They obviously need it. And we need a country that's run in a stable and a sane manner. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark.